Fantastic stuff. Well, we just want to remind you all that uh, each day we do question of the day mm. and we'd like to hear from our listeners. And if you have a question that you would like to submit for question of the day, then send it through. You can either give us a call or send us a text message. Uh, we'd like to hear from our listeners kind of whichever way they go. So we've got a bunch of text messages we're going to go through here in just a moment, which is what we do after the 8 o'clock news. Um, we talk about what you, you're talking about and what mm. you're interested in. All right, so let's do that now uh, while you think up some questions. We've got, uh, I think we've got two in the pot at the moment ready to go maybe some more but we will see what happens all right scrolling back where are we lawson this is not a good idea do you know how sweaty the mask gets oh it's talking about using masks i went to pick up some wood for decking i built a few weeks ago one hour later the mask was soggy and an absolute health hazard and i was breathing that really well i think you know maybe working outside in the hot sun is yeah, pro- probably okay. a little bit different. Uh, maybe working over a hot stove, I don't know. But definitely, you know, if you consider medical uh, professionals have been wearing masks for, what, the last 50 years or something or other. Yeah, that's right. And they only change their masks between patients. They don't mm. change their masks on a, you know, on a set time level. Mm. But maybe not as sweaty a work as, uh, as some jobs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You're talking about doing decking outside. Like, that is, yeah, that's that'll, where that'll, it's, that'll, like, that'll get the to- going. totally not necessary. I'm, thinking, I'm talking I'm about thinking. handling food. A hot stove, though? Yeah, I was working over a hot stove yesterday. Anyway, moving on. Spanish <laughs> siesta. This person says, I was born in Spain. Yes, let's go. I don't go. see the problem. It's very relaxing back to nature in the city. It's so <laughs> awesome. See, we need more Spanish people here in Australia. Yeah. If we had more Spanish people in Australia, then we could introduce the siesta. More people and life would be better. to go to Spain and come back. And be educated. Yeah, that's right. And we could run sheep through the middle it, of Sydney once a year. It is the most wild thing ever when you're in Spain for the first time. You're like, oh, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. I need to go grocery shopping. I'm going to head down to my local, like, Coles. Like, not, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh, not the corner uh-huh. shop. Yes, I'm talking yes, like, I'm yes. talking like Coles, Woolies, like, yes. big, real businesses that most of the time have even, like, 24-hour in, a, in Australia is, or in America, they'll have the 24-hour ones. No, but even in Spain, like, it'll okay. be like a overnight shop as well, yes. 24 hours, but you go in there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and it's closed. It's closed. <laughs> I know, I know. The first time I went to Europe ever in my life, I went to Italy. I went to Rome. Uh-huh. And, you know, sort of found a backpacker accommodation, checked in, and went wandering out at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon to get some food. Everything was shut. <laughs> It's the hardware was shut, the supermarket, everything was shut, Bunnings was shut, you know, yeah. whatever it's called over there. It was just wild. Yeah, dude. It's the best thing ever. Because, oh, that's the thing. It's got to be good for your mental health. Totally. And and when I say, like, because they have, like, like real shops over there. Like, in Australia, we think we have real shops. We kind of have real shops. You know, we've had Costco be introduced here, but, like, they have, like, Walmart-esque, you know, massive, yeah, all-in-one shops. They're just, they're just shut for yeah, two hours. I'm like, okay, right. goodbye. <laughs> All right, cryptocurrencies, it will not be unregulated for long. Sooner or later, the New World Order will take full control of it. No doubt you can make big money in a short time, but many will lose it all overnight. Hyperinflation will hit the world soon. Dude, Bible says that. Hyperinflation is is the name of the game in, in That's, crypto. That's literally how it works. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But that being said, I will say this. I come off as a massive like crypto doubter, which which I am. You are. But at the same time, I feel like there are some like applications where using crypto I've seen to be a good thing. But yeah, 
if you see someone on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter shilling some crypto coin that they've made that you can buy for one cent now, and if it goes up to two cents, you'll get rich, just just stop. Just go buy some dirt. Go buy some dirt. That's at least right. at least if dirt crashes, you can go and stand on your dirt. That's right. Or you plant can sleep in the it. dirt. You can plant something on it. Yeah, you can't you can't sleep in in Bitcoin. I'm it's sorry. Air. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's ones eat, and zeros, man. You can't eat it. All right. Uh, legislation of uh, prostitution only proves that Satan is in charge of the government. Sexual slavery is the biggest money spinner for many underground dark businesses. Insanity in government. Morality thrown out the window. The Bible mm. tells us that the leaders will turn evil into good and good into evil. Remember, many prostitutes are forced into it. Pray for them. Yeah. And this is something that we really, really need to do as Christians is to pray for those who are trapped in these kinds of lives. Now, not everybody's trapped in it. Some people do that because that's their choice and that's what they mm. want to do. Uh, but the vast majority are, and it's a hotbed of human trafficking. Mm. We know this. Anyway, uh, two meals a week for the down and out. Oh, yes, that the, the, the legislation in Oregon where they've um, right. allowed to give two meals a week. Each Because the government is supposedly doing such a good job. Uh, we should do the same to the people who made these rules. It's an absolutely insane world we live in. Imagine a world without true Christians. In fact, the only reason the world is still going on is because God is giving the world a last chance to listen to the Holy Spirit through the message of his people. Mm. Uh, Lack of motivation. Lockdowns have destroyed so many people psychologically, mentally, and spiritually. A gift from the New World Order in the name of health. Uh, Part of their social engineering agenda. It will be many months or years for many to get over it, if ever. Um, and then finally, yeah, we've got, uh, oh, and this was a perfect song after this morning's interview. Great choice. We've got Magantha. Magantha's here again this morning and she's Helping doing an amazing ship. job. She's actually running the show this morning. She was just watching yeah. and sort of making comments over her yeah. shoulder. She's doing all the work. That's right. When we make mistakes, she gives us like dead eyes through the, the glass in the studio. Just. No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you'd like to welcome Magantha, Magantha is uh, is just doing a fantastic job. She's just mm-hmm. killing it out there. She's amazing at this. Anyway, all right, let's uh, get to our Bible study. And our Bible study today is all about one word, just one word. We're going to have a whole Bible study about one word. Is it me? No. Oh, okay. B is a two-letter word. <laughs> oh, is this-, this one is a three-letter word. You? Not you. God? It's not God. Oh, that, A Bible study about God would be pretty much any subject you want. <laughs> it is the word Dubuk. Excuse me? Dubuk. How do you spell that? D-B-K? D-B-Q. D-B-Q? D-B-Q. What does that mean? It means to cleave. Okay, wait, okay. Wait. It's so- translated into English as cleave. Okay, but DBK is that it? That's no, a tr- DBQ. DBQ. DBQ is a transliteration. Yeah, those are that's the, the that's the that's Hebrew the word? that's the English letters of the Hebrew word. Yes. Okay. The book. The book. Okay. Well, okay. There would be some vowels in there, surely. No. No, they would. They would. They put. Dear in my Bible study, the book, right there. See, DBQ. That's it. That's all there is, isn't it? Yeah. But, like, because this is how the Hebrew language works, right? Okay, so it's just all consonants, and then they add in vowels with little accents. Okay, so, so like this... Jots and tittles. Yeah, that's right. That, that's literally how it works. 
So I think that this should have Bible some study, and in it. yeah, but depending didn't on give what, us any jots and tittles. That's right, because then we would know what the the vowels are. Well, we don't. But okay, the book. Nonetheless, we're going to call the, it. That's our word. Yeah, we'll just call it the book. The book. <laughs> to the cleave. Book. To cleave. Okay, so what does the word cleave mean? This is like hold on, like cleave. Are you sure? Have you ever used a cleaver? Oh, is that to like smash? Uh, no, actually, a cleaver cuts. Does, the it? smashing one is the one that's like a hammer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this okay, up. Look this up. Okay, so <laughs> you do what I did, and I typed "cleave death" into Google, and it came up with a definition of cleave. Oh, and it's given me four definitions. To cleave, mm-hmm. and this uh, comes from uh, a root word, an old English root word of cleafan of German origin, related to Dutch cleven and German kleben. And it has four different definitions right here that we're going to talk about in just a moment. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so just before you get into your definitions, because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, I'm sure, okay, because I was like, okay, cleaver, I'm looking the word up, it's like to, to divide, to split apart, but then it was like a, a suggested question came up, as like, does cleave have two different meanings? The word cleave has two opposite me- meanings, either to stick together or to split apart. Okay, so this is really bizarre, because I looked at it, okay, so this is what I've got, it's giving me these four definitions, right? Mm-hmm. To split or sever, to split a molecule by breaking a particular chemical bond, mm-hmm. um, to divide, to make a way through something forcefully as if by splitting apart. Those are the four different uh, kind of definitions or points that it has given me here. Um, and split or sever, an example which is the large axe his father used to cleave wood for the fire. And I'm reading all through of these and I'm like, wait a minute, this is exactly the complete opposite of our Bible passage. So let's go over to our Bible passage here and let's find out uh, what we're going to be talking about. It's Deuteronomy 4 and verse 4. Uh, what have you got for us there, Lawson? You like here the you modern go. translation. Deuteronomy 4 and verse 4, the Bible says, But all of you who are faithful to the Lord your God are still alive today, every one of you. There's nothing to do with the book. The book? No, it's not even like. Well, let me give it to you from the, Let me give it to you from the real Bible, uh, the King James version. Uh, but you who cleaved to the Lord your God are alive today, every one of you. Mm-hmm. So that so there you go. I guess in the English language, at least the word cleave has done a complete one eighty in its definition. Okay, okay. So so when I got to when I when I googled the definition, here's what happened. At the bottom of that, it said. Click this button for more definitions. So I click that button, and it comes up with cleave, spelled exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Origin, and all from Old English cleafan, cliffen, cleafan of West Germanic origin, related to the Dutch cleven and German kleben. Mm-hmm. So it's exactly the same word. It's uh. spelt the same, and it has the same origin. Yeah, and it has given me three different. Definitions. Right <laughs> I'm here. reading this right now. My computer Stick as well. fast to, adhere strongly to, or become very strongly involved with or emotionally attached to. So this is the same word 
with the same origin and it means the exact opposite of the other word, which is the same word. <laughs> it has two meanings which are completely opposite of each other, mm. which proves one thing. What's that? The English language is a crazy language. <laughs> this is the Schrodinger's word right here. It just exists in both states. Anyway. But there's May. I thought you might find that interesting. I hope that you did. Uh, we're going to look at the word cleave and we're going to look at uh, its implications for our Bible study today. Mm. Um, you see in this particular verse here, Deuteronomy 4 and verse 4, the Bible says, But you who held fast to the Lord your God are alive today, all of you. Mm. In the previous verse, it said that all those who apostatized, apostatized at Baal Peor, Died, mm. and so basically, what Moses is doing is he's drawing out a contrast here between those who cleaved to God and those who were cleaved from God. Mm. Wow! I'm trying to use the word "cleave" in this in two different ways. <laughs> okay, those who were split, from, those who split themselves from God, and those who 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 clave or cleaved to God. Mm. This is a difficult word for me to use because I'm not familiar with it. Okay. Uh, and, of course, the, the the word, you know, it means to stick, to adhere to. It's like kind of like super glue, you know. It's yeah. like glues you right there. Now, what we're going to go what we're going to go to is Matthew chapter 12 and verse 30. Let's have it in Matthew 12 and verse 30, and then we're going to look at some, use, some, some usages of the word. The book. The book. Yep, the book. Oh, nice. Matthew chapter cleave. 12 and verse 30. Yes. I'm going to read all about it here where the Bible says, Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me uh, is actually against me. Okay, so uh, our Brains Trust has texted through. Mm-hmm. And so we are super thankful to Christopher who has sent us through the uh, uh, correct definition here. So this is from the Strong's uh, concordance of the Strong's lexicon. Um, it is reference number H1695. And it has uh, written down, translated here as D-A-B-E-Q. So that's... that's, Deb- that's Deb- I told you that was... Vowels. Yes, and then yeah. it has a pronunciation of Dorbake. Oh, D A W B A K E is the pronunciation, and it means to uh, adhere, join, or stick closer. Mm. So, door bake. Door bake. I, I, I like it. Yeah. Name my kid door bake. That kind of sounds like a. I, I, it kind of sounds like a, um, a name from somewhere like Myanmar. Mm mm mm. I, I could see a kid from Myanmar being named something like that. Or if you like put a space in the middle, it could be like very. You, you become like, you know, very Asian, maybe like Korean, like door space Bayek. Yeah, that's like very very common. Bayek is a super common. I think you're going to have Asian kids anyway, Lawson. You're already halfway there. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what does that even mean? Anyways, okay. Uh, so so what? Where are we going in our Bible study? Because all, all the all of the girls that go to church are all Asian. That's why. <laughs> Um, All right, Uh, where did we go to? Matthew 12 and verse 30. Read that one for us right there. Matthew 12 and verse 30 where the Bible said, Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually...
actually against me. Okay, so um, how much neutrality is there involved in following Jesus Christ? Like literally none. Yeah. It's like if you're not if you're neutral, me, If you're neutral, you're, you're against, against God. Yeah. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. If you are against God, you're against God. If you are neutral, you're against God. If you are for God, you are for God. Mm-hmm. Black and white. Simple as that. So you have either either door bake, cleaved, mm. adhered to God, or you have not. Mm. Okay, let's look at some other examples of the use of this particular word and cleaving or sticking to God, because really that's what our Bible study is all about. It's all about sticking to God. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, please, Lawson. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24. 24, as I turn the page over where the Bible says, This explains why man leaves his father and his mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Okay, where the Bible says the Bible says that they are what, joined in your translation? Yes. Join, what, okay, so what do they do before they're joined together? I'll give you some, some pre-marriage counsel. Oh, this is awesome. So before they cleave. Yes. They cleave. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so check it out. So, so uh, the man. So they cleave from their parents. He cleaves from his parents. Yes. To cleave to his wife. I like this. Uh-huh. I've always I've always spoken of it as the leave and cleave principle. <laughs> the leave and cleave. Leave and cleave. Nah, it's the cleave and cleave. <laughs> this is gonna confuse this is confusing me. Alright, we're gonna call it the leave and cleave principle because the Bible says first you leave and then you cleave. Uh-huh. And you are you adhere to your wife. And so this is the kind of, you know, relationship that God is desiring to have with us, where we leave the world and we cleave to Jesus. Mm. Leave and cleave. And just as a piece of uh, pre-marriage counselling for anybody who might be listening in who is thinking of getting married, and of course uh, Lawson's still a single person, so this will be <laughs> some valuable information for Lawson right now, uh, and that is that this is a principle that will make marriages work. One of the worst, the worst idea you can ever have is to get married and move into your in-laws or your parents' home or backyard or property or otherwise it's pretty much the worst thing you can do. This is this is not a smart idea in any circumstance. I know quite a quite a well not quite a number of but I've known a number of um, families that have done this. You know, build the granny flat out the back and that kind of thing, and then you know the wife just cried for three years. Mm. You don't want that. That's awful. You the way it works is that whenever you are in your parents' place, you become their son or their daughter. Mm. And your wife does not want to be married to their son or their daughter. Your wife wants to be married to her husband. Mm. And there's a difference between a husband and a son and a daughter. And of course, the reverse goes as well. But I'm getting slightly off track here. There's an important verse that talks about the relationship that we need to have with God. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Oh, you wouldn't believe what happened to me this morning. What? The alarm goes man. off, it's pitch dark. I stumble out of bed. Was there a spider in your pants? No. Uh, I stumble out of bed. I stagger into the um, bathroom to to uh, have my shower and wake myself up, and I kind of feel something on my shoulder. I'm like, what's that? And I touch it, and it's huge, and it's enormous. So I throw it off me and then switch the light on to see what it was, and there's this massive, massive, enormous huntsman that was sitting on my shoulder. 
<laughs> I think it fell off the top of the door when I opened the door. Did, you, did you kill it? Did you absolutely no, did you smoke no, it? No, no. I picked it up and took it outside and let him hang outside with all of his other little spider friends. Oh, and by the way, the spider name family. of Jehoiada's son is Ben Beniah. But ben, ben, right. ben, mm-hmm. ben, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It was on the page he here. Was, he was the dude. There. He was, he he was the dude. man. Mm-hmm. He killed some creature on a snowy day. And if you know the answer, 0491064669 is the number to call. And you can answer correctly and win the prize. All right, let's do a whole bunch of verses. All right, I'm ready. Deuteronomy 10 verse 20. These okay. are all doorback verses. Okay, Deuteronomy 10 verse 20. 20, you must fear the Lord your God and worship him and cling to him or cleave to him. Your oaths must be in his name alone. I like that. Cling. Mm. That's, a, that's a great translation. So adhere, stick to, cling. Mm-hmm. Put that in the context of, uh, of Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Cling to your spouse. Mm. Uh, Deuteronomy 11, verse 22. Let's go there. Deuteronomy 11 and verse 22. The Bible says, be careful to obey all these commands I'm giving you. Show your love to the Lord your God by walking in his ways and holding tightly to him. Okay, there you go. So hold tight. Mm -hmm. So we've got cling, we've got hold tight, we've got adhere, we've got stick to. Um, Hold tight to God. Deuteronomy 13 and verse 4. Deuteronomy 13 and verse 4. Serve only the Lord your God. And fear him alone, obey his commands, listen to his voice, and cling to him. So let's cling again. Mm-hmm. Fear God, obey his commands, and cling to God. You know, this is this is a, a very, very active verb, isn't it? Mm. This, isn't, this is not a passive verb. You know, it's not like, no, just just hold on to Jesus. It's not just, you know, just just lay your, lay your hand on Jesus. Um, you know, just, you know, don't just put your hand on his shoulder, is it? It's mm. like, no, the implication of this verb is that you grab hold of Jesus and you say, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Mm. That's what Jacob did. That's how Jacob received the blessing of God. And that's how we are called to live our lives, to live our lives um, where we are clinging to God. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 20. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 20, it says, You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing uh, yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, so to hold on firmly, was that mm. right? Yes, committing, your, committing yourself firmly. Committing yourself firmly. Mm. I like that. Sky's text is through to say that uh, okay, I'm never ever going to, I'm ever e- never ever not going to check my bathroom properly. Oh, I always uh, check my bedroom <laughs> in the night for spiders on the wall when I wake up. That is my fear, spiders. <laughs> yeah, I tend to think that if Sky had been around this morning, the spider may not have lived. Yeah. Oh man, if I was around, him, wouldn't have lived. We just wanted to go back outside to all his little spider friends. No, it, dude. When I found that spider in my it's pants, bro, oh, I. Caveman brain switched on <laughs> and attack mode engaged. All right, we're sidetracked here, but let's get back to our Bible study. Mm-hmm. Jude, okay, so there's two epic verses right here. Just two of the, these are, these are some of the most powerful verses in Scripture. I am surprised. These verses are so potent. Mm. In fact, I'm not going to go Jude 24 first. I'm going to go 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. Okay. These passages are so potent. I'm surprised the authors of our Bible study were even game to put them in. First Corinthians 10. 10. 
Verse 13. Verse 13. The Bible says here on the page as I find it, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. It's an interesting verse. A lot of people ask me this question. Is it possible to be perfect? Mm. What's your answer? Uh, This is a trick question, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's a bunch of different answers you can give to this question. Mm. First of all. No. No. Second of all. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And from several different perspectives. First of all. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So none of us are ever going to be perfect. We've all, we are all imperfect as human beings. Secondly, we can all be perfect through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's right. Thirdly, then we look at this verse right here, and my question is, is there any sin that through the power of God we cannot overcome? It doesn't seem like, well, it seems like there isn't. There isn't. The Bible says there is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Mm. Okay, so there's no temptation that can't be overcome through the through the power of Jesus Christ. And really, when it comes to the whole issue of perfection, that's the only issue that we need to know about. Mm. Because if you start looking at your life and saying, well, have I reached some particular stage in my life? Well, that's just ridiculous. You know, have I reached a stage in my life where I'm never going to sin again? What, what, do, you, what do you even, th- what even kind of question is that? Mm. No, our job is to walk closely, to cling to, to cleave to Jesus Christ in such a way that we will never leave, let go of Jesus. And when we cleave to Jesus Christ, he gives us victory over our temptations. We leave the victory to him. Mm. Our job is to cling to Jesus. His job is to get the victory over the temptation. Dude, totally, it's a, it's it's a dynamic word. Like it's very much. It's so. not pa- like cleaving is not passive. Like no, not at all. This is not the kind of religion where you like sit back. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's all done. Mm. No, this is something which you do every single day because you want to become more like Jesus Christ, and you want to become more like Jesus Christ because Jesus gave His life for you, and because you love Him. That's our motivation for service. If that is our motivation for service, then we don't have a problem. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. But right now it is time for... Question of the Day. All right, Lyle, our question of the day is, are iniquities found in God's creation or were they only found in Satan? Okay, so this is a question that goes back to the origins of sin. Mm. And it really looks at, okay, so, you know, iniquity was found in Satan. The Bible talks about that, you know, you were perfect in your ways until the day that iniquity was found in you. So there's a couple of, there's a couple of thoughts that come out to this, come out of this. Did God, because God created everything, did God create a certain amount of iniquity in Satan so that one day that iniquity just sort of appeared or it came out or whatever it might be? And if God created Satan that way, then was the entire creation that created that way? Or was it only created in Satan 
and Satan was then able to deceive other, you know, other members of creation, other beings that were out there, the other angels. Or did God not create any iniquity at all? Mm. Well, it's interesting because uh, the Bible says a couple of different things on this. In fact, if you go over to the book of Isaiah, chapter 45, so let me just flick over there very quickly. There's a passage here that really does a lot of people's heads in. And it's kind of like, what? Wait a minute. Did God really say that? So let me just read this one for you. Isaiah 45. And verse 7, it says, I form light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. And so the question is, in what way does God create evil? Okay, the answer is really quite simple. What God doesn't, God doesn't create bad things. Mm. God doesn't create evil things. What God created was the power of choice. I want you to think about that for a moment. This is all that God created was the power of choice. The reason that God created the power of choice and the reason that God gave it as a gift and bestowed it upon us as his created beings is because it is the power of choice that creates the possibility of love. The Bible says that God is love, and without the power of choice, there is no such thing as love. If God had created us, if God had created Lucifer without the ability to sin, without the possibility of being able to choose to sin, then God would have created us without the capacity to either experience love or to practice love. Both of those things would have been absolutely impossible. And so what has God done? Well, God has created us with the power of choice. Now, the power of choice then means, okay, that's great because we can experience love. We can practice love. We can love other people. We can love God. We can love each other. Love is created by the power of choice. The problem with creating beings that have the power of choice is that not only have you created the uh, the, the possibility of love, you have also created the possibility of what the Bible calls iniquity or sin. Now, in a universe that is infinite and in a universe where time lasts Forever, if you have the possibility of sin, is it reasonable to expect that sin will never, ever appear? No, that's not reasonable. Given infinity, anything is bound to happen. And so what God did was he created a system whereby when sin did arrive, it would only exist once. So how do, how was it that God created evil? God created evil by creating the possibility of evil. Why did God create the possibility of evil? Because without that possibility, love would be impossible. Mm. Now, in an infinite universe, of course, you know, sooner or later, it is bound to happen that someone would choose to go against God. And so God had to come up with a plan, a perfect plan. It's why Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world, from the beginning of the universe. The plan of salvation involving the death of Jesus has always been there. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.